This is News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander. And the radio program is called Making Your Home Great. Tim Ferruzzi will be joining us today. Tim is uh, going to be out of the studio today. We'll hear just like last week, uh, but we'll get his wisdom on today's show. Uh, in the next couple of minutes, 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. If you want to call and ask a home improvement question, if you asked it right now, you might not get the best answer. But, you know, we'll save the question. You can listen in the answer when we have Tim. Or you could save your answer. And as soon as you hear Tim on the program, just dial up. I'll open it up to you for two different kinds of ideas right now. Again, the number is, and you should already have written this down, 919-860-9783. This is the radio program where people come in and they talk about how they can help you make your home great. Uh, maybe your home is already great, but the le- the roof leaks. Well, we got a guy for that. Uh, but the other side of it is, what if you've already hired somebody? And you already have, we've all done this. You've already had an experience with a contractor. And you want to talk about it. You want to get some ideas about how to do things better the next time when you're hiring somebody. I've had some fellows in my house who I wouldn't, now have hired knowing what i do know now if you've got a story like that i don't want to hear company names here but go ahead and call me up 919-860-9783 please no company names because we're we're not in that business what we're in the business of doing is helping you make your home great and second hour today we've got uh, some people from usa flooring USA Flooring has three locations, one uh, in Durham, one in Raleigh, and one in Fayetteville. The one in Raleigh is at Capitol Boulevard. And we've got Chris Lloyd, the owner of USA Flooring, and Scott uh, DeBoer, the district manager of USA Flooring. And you've got flooring questions. Second hour is for you. Telephone number here at Making Your Home Great is 919-860-9783. And since Tim's not here... To bounce ideas off, now is really a, an excellent time for you to help Dave out and just kind of call up, and we'll we'll chat about your home and what you think uh, you could improve with it. I do something every week in preparation of the show. I have uh, the Google service send me every news broadcast or every news article written with the words "home improvement." And I also do the same thing with Lowe's and Home Depot. So I know everything that they, that's been printed across the country and really across the world with that with that wording on it. I don't read everything, but there you go. Found something on uh, Craigslist Santa Fe. Now, I didn't go looking for this. This is, the, this is something from Craigslist Santa Fe. Um, and the title is The Guy at Lowe's Home Improvement Store. Hope you see this. You are the very handsome guy at Lowe's yesterday, Wednesday, about 10 a.m. or so. You were the customer in the tool department. I was where the drill bits, and you were next looking at some saw blades. <laughs> you in the cowboy hat, bandana around your neck, with some tight blue jeans. Essentially, this woman went to Craigslist after going to Lowe's and seeing a guy making eye contact, 
having that little meet cute moment, but then it disappeared. So she said, am I missing out on something or was I missing out on something when uh, I was single? I never thought, well, I'm going to hang around the hardware store till I find somebody. I don't know. It depends on your lifestyle, I'm sure. You know, it depends. Here's the number, 919-860-9783. I mentioned that story just to open it, just to crack this can of worms open completely. 919-860-9783. Anything about home improvement, you go ahead and call me, and we'll get get you on the radio. Uh, I found out some interesting things about uh, home improvement, and at 235-ish, About 2.35, we're going to start a brand new feature on the show, which is sort of home improvement news. And I think it's enlightening. Some of the interesting facts about how much we spent on home improvement products and what we did last year uh, to to our homes, the numbers are staggering. By the way, forgot to mention the AccuWeather forecast, uh, which is um, really no trouble today. It's about as warm as it's going to be, high near 52, overnight low near 29. And the National Weather Service hasn't issued what they would call a freeze warning, but they've they put out a, a special weather statement saying, you know, it's going to be awfully cold overnight. Uh, farther south, uh, Lumberton area, um, let's see, uh, probably Charlotte uh, and out west in the state, they're under a freeze warning. We're under nothing particular, just a special weather statement saying, by golly, it's going to be cold. And they're right. Overnight low near 29. Extended forecast is not so bad. Sunshine tomorrow on 51. Monday, a high near 65. And Tuesday, some afternoon rain showers. But by Tuesday, it'll feel like summer again. Feels like a spring or a fall day right now, 51. With a real feel of 52. News Radio 680. WPTF. Uh, and uh, the uh, uh, radio program continues till 4 o'clock today. Lo- love to have you on it. Again, the flooring questions might want to wait for the experts from USA Flooring. We've got Tim Ferruzzi going to join us in just moments on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. We are making your home great. I don't know, that sounds odd. We are the radio show making your home great. Tim Ferruzzi uh, joining us uh, uh, by way of the telephone. How you doing, Tim? Doing fine. How are good, you? good. We've got Robert, who's got a question for the show. Robert, thank you very much for calling in. What's going on? I have a question about a window steel. Sure. I have, I have a... Um, now, I have replaced wooden window seals in the past, but I have a window that is um, vinyl-coated with a wood core, and the wood <clears throat> the wood in the seal is rotten. And I'm wondering if you can replace um, that type of seal just like you could if it were a wooden seal. You know, cut the seal out. How old's the house, Robert? Well, the house is only uh, 13 years old. Yep. So the, you're, what you're saying is the window still appears to be rotten, but nothing else? And you want to know if you can replace just that? Correct. Yes, you can. Um, it's uh, It depends on how far in it goes, too, on how much you have to do. Sometimes you can just do an outer piece. Sometimes there are two-part pieces. Uh, right. it's, it's, it's the entire seal is rotten. Okay. So typically yeah, but, what but we you know, do... It's wrapped in vinyl. 
is the is the complicated part of it. The question is, it's it's not a wooden seal; it's wooden core, but it's you know vinyl uh, outside. So I don't know if that creates a another problem or not. It's, you didn't have the window. It's, so if the window's rotted at the bottom sill, then that means you've got wood, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't matter if the if the window's vinyl with cladding or, or not. So, uh, yes, what you can do is you can go back with a plastic, um, either a plastic material, solid plastic, or you can go back with a um, a hardy plank or fiber cement material. Yeah. And. I cut the steel out just like I put was a wooden, you know, cut through the vinyl and and then pull. Yeah, it. yeah. If you're if you're real real handy, a good carpenter, you can do it. But that's I would recommend that job for a professional because there's a lot involved with doing a sill because you don't want to end up having to pull off a whole window and and do other things. You want to try to keep it all in place and not destroy the the uh, interior nor the exterior when you're doing it. Yeah. You're real careful about how you do it. And then when you, you want to make sure you put it in properly so you don't cause structural damage underneath it. Yeah. All right. Well, Does that help? Is there any other questions yeah. no, on that? Well, you no, know, the main part of the question was uh, the difference between uh, just a solid wood seal and a vinyl-coated wood seal. That that was uh, the answer I was looking for, but uh, you're saying that it doesn't matter if it's vinyl. Yeah, we usually we usually go back with a uh, like I said, a fiber cement, which would be a hardy plank type product, sure. or yeah. we go back with a solid plastic. And they yeah. do sell those, I think, at um, some of your lumber stores. Lowe's may have it as well. Home Depot, yeah, they do. They have a PVC yeah. steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But right, yeah, if you need help with it, let us know. If you, you know, if you get into it and you decide you need more assistance, just give us a call. All right, thank you. Robert, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling. And uh, Robert uh, will want this telephone number just in case. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi, 919-676-5969. Yes, sir? I got that right, Tim? Yes, yes. yes. All right, very good. 919-676-5969. And it almost appears as if, Tim, you volunteered to help people who've gotten themselves way over their head. Well, we run into that situation occasionally where, uh, um, you know, I've come across jobs where people already, they went ahead and did the work themselves and it really needed to be redone. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they get into the projects and realize, hey, this is the first window of many. I'm, I'm stopping right here. Yeah. So, yeah, different scenarios. There was a, uh, uh, back up when I lived in Yankee Land, it was a, uh, a church and they put in, Put in 100 windows. Now, they did it, you know, of course, being a church, they had some qualified fellas. And they put them all in. And the first winter, one of the windows just smashed, just cracked all on its own. And what they had figured out was that, well, they went to the manufacturers, they went to the window guys, the, the, the construction people who know what they're doing, and they said, well, yeah, you got to leave a quarter inch on each side, you know, for expansion. Yep. Because when it gets cold, I guess the metal gets bigger. But basically, a hundred windows, and they did all of them wrong. Too tight. Too tight. Now, I, yep. I and I said to them, "Well, are we going to take them out and put in a quarter inch on each side?" They all looked at me like I was 
stone cold crazy. I said, no, yeah. we're going to let them smash one at a time. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. So it is possible to get into things and get, get over your head, and Tim's going to help you with that. Uh, yeah, and I've seen people order the wrong size windows, too, trying to do it themselves, and then they try to modify the window. And, and windows and doors are not easy uh, applications or installs after the fact in a retrofit situation. Yeah. You really need to you really need to hire a pro to do those things. Well, you wanted to. I when I had my house inspected, I saw the form that the house inspector used, and there's a box on a housing inspector checklist that says something about the best way to put it is unprofessional style repair. Mm-hmm. In other words, that he's judging. No, this drywall was put up by somebody who's, you know, mm-hmm. it's his first attempt. Yep. And, and and that's not always the best way to go, really, with your own home, your biggest investment. Um, yeah, so, and, and, but I understand people like to try to do things themselves, you know, to save money and uh, yeah. just try it. And then, you know, and, and, and it works in some scenarios, but mm-hmm. when, you, when it comes to ordering things of exact size to fit openings and... And other matters, anything related to a, a shower, anything complex, electrical, mm-hmm. uh, you should you should leave to a professional. Even hanging those uh, uh, Lowe's and Home Depot uh, 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 fans, ceiling fans. I'm not a big fan of people going up and putting up their own ceiling fans. What do you think? Well, you're supposed to be a licensed electrician. If you're doing it in your own house legally, you're allowed to do it in your own house. Yeah. Now, you cannot do it in your investment property. So if you have investment properties, you're not allowed to do any electrical work. Oh, yeah. Nor plumbing because it's considered um, a commercial activity and you're affecting other people's uh, lives with your work. So you're not allowed to do that on your own rental property. Other things you are, but anything that requires a license, you're not allowed to do it on your own rental property. Now, in your own home, you're allowed to. Can I do pretty much everything in my own home? You sure can. Yeah. But, oh. Yep. Just beware. Well, yeah, you got to do it right. Yep. A lot of us have, you know, taken down those, and I've installed those fans myself. I just think better about it later. When I took down the ceiling fans, the electrical wires were attached and then wrapped with black plastic uh, tape. Okay. Yep. The so-called electrical tape. I figured out later that the right way to do it is with those little plastic caps that screw on yeah, there. Wire, wire nuts. Wire nuts. Thank you. They, they, I knew they had a better name than that. Wire nuts. And I put the wire nuts on, and then I taped it up. Because, you know, I'm a suspenders and belt kind of guy. I didn't want the wire nuts to fall off. Uh-huh. Okay. So... So Tim, what what's uh, going on with you? Yeah, that's 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 a good thing to to put the wire nuts on and make sure they're both both the wires or three wires, whatever you're doing, are all in yeah. the same and nice and tight, and then always come back with electrical tape as uh, extra insurance. Yeah, I'm that's not always a good thing to do. Well, I like to I, I like honestly, Tim, I like I, I think of these bad scenarios because that's the way my parents raised me. Those yeah. you know that bare wire in the wall, you don't know, you don't want to think about it. Um, well, it's always good to be redundant about how you do these things. That way you know for sure they're going to hold up. My philosophy is, you know, do all the extra steps and, and even do more. The building code is the minimum building code. So a yeah. lot of people say, oh, I got I did everything by building code. But 
you can always do better than the building code. The building code, there's a lot of politics involved. Um, so when we do uh, a room addition, for instance, we'll use thicker plywood than, than um, uh, the code requires. And we'll even use real plywood instead of OSB yeah. in a lot of cases. So just doing, you know, always stepping it up is always a good a good position because you're saving money in the long run. Right. When you do it or when you do it right. Totally get that. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about overbuying and buying the right thing and then saying, well, the right thing is the minimum. I'd like to I'd like to buy something better. Um, but yeah. in fu- in future shows, I, we're going to get an electrician in here, and I, I've got a complaint about my house that after 15 years, there are actually electrical sockets wearing out. That doesn't make any sense, Tim. Yep. I mean, I don't well, think... Again, it's like a car. You can go and buy... You If you want to buy uh, a Volkswagen, yep. you can buy the cheapest Volkswagen they sell, or you can buy the higher grade, Yep. and you usually get what you pay for when it comes to products and, right. and, even, and even service. So uh, you just have to... You know, sometimes... my, For instance, if I, I bought two iPads... Yeah. A couple of years ago, just to give an example, I did not go and buy the cheapest iPads. I actually bought uh, what, what at the time, what was considered the, the better of all the options. Right. And uh, I made that decision because I didn't want to have to go out and buy any more anytime soon, and I knew that these would last uh, beyond the obsolescence uh, time of, right. of technology. So when you buy something uh, that's going to, expire quickly or, or not last as long, you're actually spending more money. And, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people, you know, can yeah. see that, and then some just don't want to see that. But News is coming up. Tim, i, I got to cut you off because the news is coming up. Uh, making your home great till 4 o'clock this afternoon. Tim Ferruzzi, Dave Alexander, and you. Please call us, 919-860-9783, News Radio 680, WPTF. This is your home uh, improvement news here on uh, Making Your Home Great. Dave Alexander in the uh, WPTF and Making Your Home Great News Center, along with Tim Ferruzzi. Lowe's announced this week, Tim, that their sales in quarter four were up 19%. This is good news, isn't it, Tim? It is, uh, considering 2016 was... uh not a good year for a lot of us in the business. I think uh, people in general were, um, you know, very hesitant because of the uh, political stuff going sure. on. So it did pick up a lot in the last quarter, I noticed. So that makes sense. The um, the, the outlook looks very good. Uh, U.S. homeowners spent $221 billion on home improvements in 2015. This is uh, according to a... a uh, a report just issued so that you know the newest information that we have is hey things are are okay home Absolutely. depot home depot just announced that they're going to hire 80,000 jobs for spring that's nationwide um yeah the, the, yeah the first quarter so far has been fabulous so i think 2017 if things uh keep the course they're going to be very strong uh consumer confidence is up uh the market's doing well and People are uh, wanting to take care of things they haven't taken care of in the last two or three years or longer. 
They've got to. <laughs> yeah. And since Lowe's is a local company, I'm going to eyeball them quite a bit. There is something in, uh, I think it was the something called thestate.com, and they, they have layoffs uh, that sound really like white-collar layoffs in Mooresville and Wilkesboro, and they're hiring more people in the stores. But in other words, it's sort of a white-collar, blue-collar thing. They're trying to redirect the resources to the to the store floor as opposed to behind the scenes. And that meant some shifting, some layoffs, and, and they're also hiring for spring. Uh, well, Max, so, much of the, yeah, yeah. so much of the stuff is automated behind the scenes. So much of it can be automated, but you still need people on the floor to, to answer questions and to assist people. And that's where you... That's where you get things done. I've forgotten which one of these stores, but they've got a no-pointing policy in one of them. In other words, if you go in and say, I need a nail, they are not allowed to just point and say aisle three. They take you to aisle three. I like the, you know, good service. Yes. It's important. That's what what, uh, what people want. And uh, when they get that, they'll come back. Yeah. Max and Raleigh's been hanging on. Max, I'm sorry. I really needed to do the industry news. Uh, how you doing, Max? Doing well. Good. Let me just say that Max called in at 919-860-9783, and you can too. All right, Max, go ahead. What's the, what's up? Uh, give me about 45 seconds to uh, outline uh the nature of my inquiry. I'm going to get a cup of coffee. Go ahead. We're talking about a natural gas pack, and we're talking about the uh, heating side of it, and we're talking about the, the cycle. And what I mean by the cycle is that when the thermostat calls for heat, the uh, first thing, or at least to, to my knowledge, the first thing that happens is the inducer assembly kicks in, which basically is a fan that cleans out or clears out any uh, gas uh, uh, fumes. Uh, And after that happens, uh, in in short order, the burner ignites, and when it heats uh, whatever sufficient that the fan comes on that blows the heat into the house, uh, that happens. My uh, my concern is is that when after the the burner ignites and in the process of uh, the uh, the fan blowing the heat into the uh, into the home as it were, um, there is uh, not every time. As a matter of fact, I don't know if it's ten percent of the time or what percent of the time, but there is a. Uh, God, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Inconsistency. It's like, here's what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's, it's like the burner flames out and then reignites and flames out and reignites and flames out and reignites. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't do it three times each time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it'll only do that once. Sometimes it'll do it three times. And sometimes you don't get that sensation or, you know, th- those sounds at all. All right, Max, let, let's see if Tim has some ideas so far. Well, Max, I'm not a licensed mechanical guy, so I can't tell you exactly 
what the issue is. The first thing that comes to my mind is a, a cracked uh, heat exchanger, though. And, and you know what that is? That's where your your actual warm air is there, and then the fan blows through that and gets it into your house. So that that uh, and I had that service on my house this uh, this winter several months ago. I had the heat exchanger replaced, and at the same time, they came in and replaced the three or four burners that were there and a, and a variety of other uh, mechanisms that are all associated while we had it open. It just made sense on the gas back to do that. So uh, short of that, I really can't tell you what your what your problem is, but uh, it, obviously if your burner, if you feel like your igniter continues to go out, it might be uh, something related to the... Uh, heat exchanger, or, or, or something close so my, by. So my question is, what, uh, I'm going to say industry store, as opposed to big box uh, hardware stores, um, would you suggest I go to, to get uh, equipment to analyze what is actually going on? Uh, and, and I'm, you've heard the phrase, once burnt, twice shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so I like to do my own diagnose, diagnosis. Yeah. Well, you're uh, you're you're a little bit more uh, uh, technical than I am. I, I'm not able to do that. Don't even want to get into that arena since I'm not licensed. You know, heating I, and air. I understand. Was, my question yeah, is, yeah. what store sells that kind of equipment to, to diagnose? Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, there are some suppliers like uh, Ferguson's and Johnstone and uh, uh, many, many others. Uh, in a lot of cases, when you start getting into that arena, they want you to be licensed. But, I, again, I can't really answer that because I don't know. Right. Okay. Sorry. I wish I had the answer. N- not a problem. Let me go to a, a second area. Yes, sir. Uh, and that's uh, residential in-ground uh, irrigation system. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering where I can go to get the tools, the equipment, when I say tools, uh, to diagnose uh, that system. And by diagnosing that system, I mean the, the zone controllers uh, to see if they're operating properly. Well, um, again, I don't do a lot with, uh, I'm, not, I'm striking out here, aren't I? I don't do a lot with irrigation systems. I have installed a few way back when, 28 years ago or so, and decided I didn't really like that business. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that, I would think that some landscaping supply uh, suppliers might have some stuff right. they could sell you, or uh, you could go online directly to to Rainbird or, or uh, some of the other brands right. that, that you can and, and get that information. Probably buy a gauge or something of sort. Obviously, just testing it out might help you. Just manually testing it out, trying to override the system. Yeah. All right, Max. All right, well, thank I'm you. I'm just having fun with you now. When I say when you say 28 years ago, yeah, I think that was either right before or right after the flood. Mm. Noah's flood. I'm referring to Noah's oh, yeah, flood. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> thank Mark, you, Max. Good day. Bye. All right. All right. All right. No, no, that. the flood was yeah. flood was way back there. Way back there. <laughs> Coming up later on the show, we have some guests from USA Flooring. Chris Lloyd, the owner of USA Flooring, and Scott uh, Scott DeBoer, district manager of USA Flooring. We're talking about flooring. 
on the second hour of the show, but you can continue to come up with any old question you want. Anytime between now and four, we're happy to take your calls. 919-860-9783. Ray in Burlington has waited a long time. Ray, how are you? Fine, fine. Good. What do you what do you have going on? Well, I had a question, probably a foolish question to you, but uh, I wanted to satisfy my curiosity. Several years ago, we had some replacement windows put in, and as you know, they advertise, oh, you can't hear any noise or nothing from outside, and we had this gentleman uh, put them in, and uh, later on, I could actually smell cigarette smoke from somebody smoking outside, and I could hear the traffic noise. And uh, I talked to a friend of mine that was a contractor, and he said, you should have had him to put insulation around those replacement windows in that hollow space. And I called him back and asked him about it, and he came back, which he didn't take the windows out, but he drilled holes in the outside of the casing and sprayed in this foam insulation in the window casings. Now... What would have been the proper method, or what should have been done? Uh, to well, around that Yes, sir. So did you have the actual window unit replaced, or just the interior portion of the window unit, meaning a vinyl replacement system? Did vinyl, you have it a, was vinyl replacement, vinyl replacement system. It was system. supposed to be okay. insulated, yeah. Okay. So vinyl replacement systems, what you do is you're, you you would go in the house and you would pull out your window stop, which is, um, uh, you, know, you don't have to take off your casings typically or your side jams. You're just pulling out your stop, and then you're putting in the new window, and then you put your stop back in. And, of course, you want to caulk it when you do that. So, you know, they, they usually leave a variance of a quarter-inch uh, height and width-wise, and you want to caulk all the way around that uh, to make sure that you're getting the weather uh, the way you want. Typically... You don't normally stuff insulation in there. You could do that if you were very careful. And obviously, if it goes front to back, the more you have in there, you know, as long as you're not putting too much pressure on the jam, uh, you're good to go. But a lot of times, caulking, you know, nice thick beads of caulking um, that you would have installed prior to putting the window in, and then obviously it's a still for water for water reasons more so. Um, and that should usually help you a lot. Now, if he went outside and put, sounds like he sprayed uh, some of that gray stuff foam into your casing, that that seems a bit um, uh, unusual. That almost seems like that would have been done more around the unit itself instead of the actual replacement. Yeah, you with me? So, so yeah, when sir. the window was out, when the window was out, he should have caulked around there, or he could have also. Uh, taking a putty knife and put some insulation in there. And you can still do that after the fact, but I would think you would do that from the inside, not from the outside. Something from the outside, I think, would be uh, more pertaining to the whole window unit itself, and that's not what you had done. No, that's right. And and, 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 and really, that should be done from the inside as well, in my opinion. So the caulk take, between... Taking off the, huh? If, if I were to caulk between the vinyl... When the insert and the wall, a bead around there, that should take care of the weather and the noise and all. Some, well, I'll bet yeah, you. It, not I all guess. the noise. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're still going to get some resonance when you have hollow areas. I, again, it's hard to tell, but 
I would think, you know, you know, when I say stop, you understand what that is, the, the little piece of uh, wood that goes, that helps hold the window in on the inside? Yeah, I call it like a frame around there. That's, yeah. When you take it out, the window actually will pull out, yeah. Exactly. Out. So that's the gap you're worried about is when you pop out that stop, which is usually pretty easy to do, uh, that you want to see what kind of spacing you have in there, and you can just take insulation, fiberglass insulation, and just put it, you know, shove it in there with a putty knife, but make sure you don't shove it to where it's so thick that it puts pressure on the window itself so it has a hard time moving up and down. You just want to kind of sliver it in and just be, you know, be gentle with it and um, just go from the front to the back and, and maybe have some caulking along the way, maybe after the fact, and then put your um, your stop on. That should help with your your sound and your insulation. Okay, well, thank you a whole lot. You've helped yes, me sir. understand the situation. Appreciate yes, sir. Ray, no thank problem. you very much. Uh-huh. Ray, thanks a lot. We uh, we actually had an HVAC guy hanging on the line, and I hope he's going to call right back. Maybe he got Good. distracted. It was going to help Max with his issue. We're going we're gonna to take that phone call, assuming he does dial back. Um, we also have got coming up... In our second hour, Chris Lloyd, owner of USA Flooring, and Scott DeBoer, the district manager of USA Flooring. The second hour is all about floors. We're going to talk to you about that, Tim, and other folks included on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. All right. Danny in Durham is the HVAC guy. Danny, how are you? Hey, buddy, did you enjoy that uh, Polar Bear Stew the other day? What's that? I, I talked to you about Polar Bear Stew the other day, but we're talking about HVAC now. Yes, yes. Okay, great. Biggest thing I want to do is I want to warn that gentleman there that uh, a novice is the worst nightmare for a uh, trained technician. He gets in there and starts messing around with stuff. Um, uh, he can cost himself more money yep. than anything that will burn your house down, kill you, kill your grandchildren, and all that sort of stuff. You need to leave it alone, leave it for a trained person. But if he wants anything, if he knows how to read a uh, electrical schematic, uh, the biggest thing he needs to do is just go buy him a, a good a voltmeter yep. and chase electricity. The uh, If he had a... Uh, if he has a uh, a, uh, a heat uh, exchanger problem, normally uh, that would cause a rollout. And when that rollout happens, there's a rollout. It basically it rolls the flame out of the heat exchanger, no. and uh, it's a rollout switch. And once that rollout switch trips, normally it will not come on until it goes back in there and trips it back. You know uh, what's funny, Danny, is that you say no novice. And I think that somewhere uh, in Raleigh, Max is yelling at his radio saying, oh, I'm, I'm technically skilled. And I think he is. I think he's a retired engineer. If I was somebody who had to guess like a psychic what his job had been or is now, I think he's a technical guy. Well, he might be a technical guy, but he's got to know every step in the sequence of that, uh, the elect- electrical the how-to on that uh, on the electrical system, yeah. and if he's that good, then all he's got to do is get him a, a diesel voltmeter and go step one, step two, step three. You got your purge motor comes on. Basically, the purge the electric motor turns about three thousand RPMs to begin with. Yeah. They run about four hundred dollars a piece. Once that tur- purge motor comes on, 
then it clears the uh, that clears the exchange the heat exchanger. Then that uh, the uh, the igniter bar comes on, and once that ignites, then that should open up the gas through the gas valve to ignite the uh, yeah. the uh, the heat. And then uh, that the the flame sensor lets it know it has heat, and then the uh, then it shoots the gas through there. And for, there is something right after that that's making it stop. You know, and it could it, it could be a faulty rollout switch. Yeah. But either way, a novice absolutely does not. It could be a, a circuit board yeah. in there that has a crack in that just as easily. Danny, but thank you. Know, you. No, I, re- I really mean it. Thank you very much. That's very good advice. Well, the yep. best thing you can do is, is hire somebody that's trained in the thing before he burns himself down. Uh, <laughs> these uh, these uh, places, uh, they sell him stuff and give him advice. If they give him the wrong advice and he burns his house down, they're actually liable for not schooling him well enough to uh, to do the job. All right. Danny, thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, All right. Danny. You too. Take care. What do you think about that, Tim? I agree with them. I, like I said, I had it done. I hired a pro to do my house because I'm not licensed in it, and I didn't want to take any risk. Yeah. And you know, you know, again, a lot of times it's cheaper to do it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the people that save money are the people that get things done right, and they don't have to do it for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are really saving the money, not the guys that go out and. Um, you know, um, buy the cheapest item or whatever. And this other fellow, like I said, he may, like you said, he may be an engineer and he can handle it, but you just got to be very careful. Let me just tell you, Tim, uh, my previous career at WPTF involved uh, Triangle Trader on Sundays, and Frank now does it, does a great job. Sundays, noon to three, uh, or noon to two. And occasionally people would call up and say, I've got used gas logs for sale. And it, my skin crawled whenever anybody said that, because I can't think of anything that I would want to buy that's that's used that has gas running through it, right? Well, or am I wrong? Yeah. Well, um, I'm not sure about gas logs themselves. You can get gas logs first. You can run your gas logs down to one of these um gas log stores and they'll charge you a fee to clean them out even if they're not there as usual. Okay. Help them to get your additional business down the road. So I don't know that gas logs would be that much of a concern, but obviously when you start dealing with heat exchangers with gas packs, um, and I know they have some, some safeguards built into their systems uh, and they have for quite a while, but still, you know, heat exchangers are, are worrisome because you can get carbon monoxide in your home, and that's why there's, there's codes now why you that you should have a carbon monoxide uh, uh, detector in your home. Uh, so, and it's for those very reasons. Yeah, you're hearing from uh, Tim Feruzzi, co-host here on the show, making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim is uh, uh, part of Handy Helpers, you know, the owner of Handy Helpers, uh, and Highland Residential Roofing. Let me give you out the. Uh, the websites and see if I goof them up. Uh, HighlandRoofing.com. Nope, nope. HighlandRoofingNC.com. NC.com. See, That's I knew I Carolina. would. HighlandRoofingNC.com and, and then HandyHelpers.com. And HandyHelpers.com. And 
handyhelpers.com. And if you end up, if you Google handy helpers, you might actually also end up on the website handyhelpersremodel.com. That's either, Tim also. Either, either, either one will get you to the same website. And the telephone okay. number. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Sorry. Yeah, you can, well, I'll do it. Uh, yep, telephone number for all you guys that uh, like to call uh, versus uh, using the computer is 919-676-5969. I'll say it again. It's 919-676-5969. And this advice to hire a professional extends to that roofing thing. Because I know a lot of people who've done halfway jobs of repairing the roof. And I can't think... That's another one where, you know, if you goof it up, you've done some damage to your house, or you will do some damage to your house on the next rainstorm. Yeah, you know, roofing, I I would say roofing, structural issues. Obviously, you start getting involved with... uh, any electrical or any heating and air, I think you should have a pro in. Most plumbing, uh, you should have a pro involved. Windows and doors, now, you know, drywall repairs, things like that. Uh, painting, you know, you can do that yourself if you're if you're in the mood to do it. Taking out walls, you need to have a professional, in my opinion, to come in and do those things. But you, you know, I know everybody's trying to, to to save money here and there if they're able to do it and they have the time to do it, but. Uh, obviously, I hire professionals when I need things done that I don't do, like the heating and air uh, and the electrical. So most of the other stuff I can do, and if I can't do it, I'll tell you. So you know, you just got to know when to bring in the right people. Yeah, I think this is going to dovetail perfectly. This conversation going to dovetail perfectly into the next hour because the uh, the folks from USA Flooring are here, and we're going to have them on the program. USA Flooring has three uh, locations. And I, I've got this idea that I could probably buy flooring from them, but I would rather pay somebody to put it down. Uh, Chris Lloyd of USA Flooring and Chris, or sorry, Scott DeBoer, uh, District Manager of USA Flooring, will join us in the next hour. And I have to tell you, I got very poor advice when I was putting down my floor because I was at a discount warehouse and it was inexpensive stuff. Um, let me give you an example of something. I'm going to have to yeah. cut out. I'm not going to be able to be in the second hour. Sure. But uh, let me make a quick point on flooring. Yeah. So I go into a, a friend's house, and um, he says, I just need my laminate floor and finished. I did my laminate floor, and it's 90% done. Yeah. So I get over to his house and take a look at it. He wanted me to help with all the detail work, and I take a look, and what he's done is just the field work, which means, you know, the bulk of the floor uh, in the center and close to the edges, and maybe one edge is done, yeah. but all the work around the doors and the closet <laughs> and corners on that is not done. But he yeah. considers that 90% done. And let me tell you, it's just the reverse. Yeah. That's 90% of the work right there. So yep. that's at the details in anything you do, including flooring, how you work around the doors and the closet. That's the hard stuff. So yeah. that's why, you know. I recommend that you make sure you've got someone that knows what they're doing. All right. That's... Over the head. Now, some people are very able to do that. Yep. You know, when they're able to focus and they're just they're persistent about it. and they. Yeah, but then again, you see these situations where they do the floor. And, right. Got to run. Right. Making right. your home great. Hour two coming up next on News Radio 680 WPTF. 
News Radio 680 WPTF making your home great. Every Saturday, 2 until 4, we give you advice. We let you call in. We, we get interesting people in the studio, and we, we do what we can to make this a fun show. It's your show. If you are involved in, right now, looking at the floor and saying, Man, maybe we should do something here. we got the two people who can help you. Chris Lloyd is the owner of USA Flooring. Hi, Chris. Hey, Dave. Uh, we've got... Scott DeBoer, the district manager of USA Flooring. How are you doing, Scott? Doing great. Glad to be Good. here. Good. The um, the uh, microphone might want to be, uh, you want to move that a little bit closer, Chris. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, but we're talking about flooring. Am I right that USA Flooring is a place I can go? Can I buy just flooring from you? You can. Right. Right. Um, no, he's as close as he can be. This is uh, we 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 have a technical issue with a microphone, and I apologize about that. Um, but uh, Scott DeBoer, Scott can handle it. Scott, yeah. Oh, now we got it. Oh, I now got we got it. you nice and loud. <laughs> All right, tell me, uh, Chris, I can go in and buy stuff, right? Absolutely. I do. You get a lot of do-it-yourselfer people. Uh, who, we, who come in and we do we get we we do get some do, uh, do-it-yourselfers in, but a lot uh, there's so many products out there now. A lot of people just have have gone down that road, and they'd rather just have us come in and take care of all that for them instead of burn a couple weekends up and uh, get a job that might not look quite the way they had anticipated. Uh, I'm gonna tell you a story. <laughs> Over the course of this hour, we will talk about Dave Alexander's floor. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, now, when somebody does come in. Uh, like me, uh, price conscious, cheap. The person who is, say, frugal, cheap. Value. Value. Value oriented sometimes buys inappropriately. Is this is this fair to say? Very true. It, it, it can happen, but, you know, it just depends on what uh, what their long-term or short-term goal is. You know, really is if 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 I'm fixing up my property to put it on the market to sell, yeah. I may not necessarily worry about the <laughs> lifetime warranty on the product. Right. Okay. And and and, and the opposite, of course, is true. We want to make sure that our customers get something that suits their needs and the length of time and you know the activity that you'll have on the floor. Absolutely. Account. What's the range of types of products that you sell? In terms of price, or, or no, just uh, I mean, there there are some things that are essentially uh, a sort of a cardboardy product with a picture of wood Correct. on it, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And then there's real wood. For exactly, what's yeah. the range of your products? Well, anything from underlayment that would go under that laminate floor you were disca- uh, describing, yeah, uh, to a laminate floor product. There's there's um, and these are these are just the products that would be say something that looks like wood. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a new uh, product out there that's vinyl that uh, has the photographs on top, and and some of those options I'd say are are some of the best out there for people who maybe have active households with pets, children playing around on them. Real wood tends to be a little softer, can scratch. Yeah. Well, there, there just also seems to be more. Uh, profiles for do-it-yourselfers mm-hmm. that seem to really work when when you have a locking or a floating 
floor system. Uh, you don't have to have necessarily big tools and uh, nailers to nail real wood in or, or, or things to cut. Easier. So a lot of times you can find something a DIY, uh, which would be a laminate or a vinyl floating vinyl plank, uh, something that would be different than you know something like a hardwood that you'd expect that you'd have to get a professional in there to do. I'm going to start calling it laminate flooring rather than cardboardy material <laughs> yeah. with pictures yeah. of wood on top. Laminate. That's, that's it has really come a long way. And to be yeah. honest with you, we, we we go to you know regularly to the National Flooring Convention. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and when they they have a million square feet, and every vendor has. Uh, their flooring laid out as a display on the floor we walk on. And, and to be honest with you, every year we get more and more impressed with the realism and the visuals that you get where we actually have to ask, okay, now, is this laminate or is this yeah. wood or is this vinyl? Yeah. What, am I, yeah. what am I walking it, on? It, some of this stuff looks fantastic. So realistic. I mean, it, it, it's awesome. And it provides value for someone who might not want to want to go for a uh, real expensive hardwood. Got Mark from Durham on the line on News Radio 680 WPTF. He dialed us up at 919-860-9783 on Making Your Home Great with Chris Lloyd and Scott DeBoer of USA Flooring. Hi, Mark. Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing great. Hey, Mark. What can hey. we help you with? So, uh, I guess I got a two-part question because I'll be doing redoing a bathroom this spring. And um, I'm, I thought I was dead set on kind of doing some tile on the floor. Yeah. Um, and I might, I might actually be doing some, I am going to be doing some tile on some of the wall, um, some of that rectangular white tile. Okay. Uh, my question is this, two parts. So what is, even if I'm looking at maybe one of the premium laminates that you were referring to that maybe doesn't look like wood, but I'm assuming there's some that look like tile. Right. Okay. What is the difference in the price per square foot of that versus, let's say, a tile floor that one might lay down in a bathroom? Um, and then separately, if can I still go from a, from a looks wise with a, la, a premium laminate flooring and still have tile on the wall in the bathroom? Well, uh, good questions there, um, and I'll try and, and answer them. And Scott can and can as well. Uh, Laminate in the in an area that could get wet is not necessarily optimal. A lot of them are water resistant, but you want to be careful because uh, if water gets in between the seams or the joints where the floor is is connecting, it, it can swell. Sometimes it'll actually go back down, but you, you wouldn't want to spend money or or, or or put this floor in and have that happen. So I'd probably stay away from laminate if it's going to be pr- potential for a lot of moisture. Um, tile you could easily put in a bathroom and uh it, are, are you going to do this yourself or are you going to have it installed mark well uh i'm kind of i've done some tile work before uh my wife and i on flooring so I'm, i just don't know if i have the time so right. if, if it's not too cost prohibitive i'll probably have a professional do it but otherwise um it might be a weekend warrior type thing. yeah yeah, so if you do the tile uh, and, and you have a, a company, or have us come out and install it, you're probably going to spend somewhere around $8 a square foot uh, installed with, with a, you know, relatively inexpensive tile, and, the, and that cost could go up to $15 a square foot. But uh, there are other products out there that Scott might recommend that, that look like tile, uh, the luxury vinyl planks uh, out there, it's luxury vinyl tile. Right. Mark, I would say that the biggest thing for me would be, um, is it as active? This is the master bath. You tend to have uh, walk-in showers, possibly, or tubs. And 
So, you know, the tile is certainly good, but one of the drawbacks on tile has been over the years is the, is the fact that uh, is the fact that they it's kind of cold. You know, that's one of the that's one of the things that people uh, you know complain about. And so, the other offerings like a like a vinyl tile that you could lock in probably over any existing floor you have, even in including ceramic tile mm-hmm. uh, and and it's and it's waterproof so the thing about laminate is laminate is probably a holdover uh, from a very popular um, entry in the 70s uh, and for the last 40 years it's been excellent floor uh, but there, it does have some drawbacks and one of them is when when moisture hits it because it can get the wood and can possibly swell so we try to avoid certain laminates in there uh, in areas where we're going to have a lot of moisture and uh, uh, just to follow up with what with what Chris said is that you know the the cost of the materials will be different if you find a product many times uh, mm-hmm. and you're going to do it yourself versus the labor obviously you have sweat equity in there but uh, right. the, the cost of the labor to put down a backer board and all the supplying materials that go along with the installation will probably be a little more but of course since it's a small area I'd say the total significant factor is probably min- minimized mm-hmm. but it, you could certainly put down tile on the floor you could also put down the luxury vinyl plank you could do it yourself uh, a small area probably would be something you could tackle on a weekend and then the wall tiles uh, are you going to be putting subway in a, a, a subway tile are you going to be doing a, a mud floor pan in your shower or just, just applying say tiles around your tub surround no mud floor pan so that that's a little bit more involved. I mean, you know, you go you're talking about. I'd have that you know, done. I'd have that done professionally. Yeah, that's, I was going to recommend. I would recommend that, that because there's a lot of waterproofing that needs to, to go on there. It doesn't you, take a very big hole to create a big problem. Big problem when it yeah. comes to that yeah. leaks. Yeah, but you could and you could have someone come in and, and and get your plumbing straight, get your waterproofing done. You know, f- uh, put the the mud bed in, installed with the proper slope, and then you could actually probably do the tile and it, and it would be something you could do yourself but to, to do the wall tile you probably uh with the mud bed there's some extra little surcharges in there but it, you know probably twelve dollars a foot with some with some plumbing fees and things like that would would be a cost and if you if you wanted to come by one of our locations we could sit down with you and go through the complete breakdown on that mark Love you're, you're going to find the usa flooring location in durham at 3612 Durham Chapel Hill Boulevard in Durham. I would also add that, Mark, that our manager, David Coles, in Durham, uh, has about 20 years' experience with tile. Uh, He's really our resident expert, so you're really in good hands should you Mm -hmm. go and seek him out. He's a a great guy. Mark, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Making Your Home Great is your show as in. Call in. You can be here and pick the brains about something. Mark did a great job. Because he knew sort of what he Absolutely, wanted, yeah. and he was just asking you guys to do a feasibility study for him. Sure. Right. We're happy to do that. Yeah. The other side of it is, I don't really know what I want to put down, but I'm kind of interested in this. And what do you think about that? Go ahead. Call us up. 919-860-9783. Uh, my name is Dave Alexander. The uh, uh, gentleman in studio with me, Chris Lloyd, owner of USA Flooring, Scott DeBoer, the district manager of USA Flooring, and we are going to be on till four o'clock for your hopefully your phone calls uh, uh, come through here nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three News Radio six eighty WPTF. 
Making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather Forecast. Sunny and today's high about where we are now. Cold night 29 leading to a Sunday, a lot like today. Sunshine clouds and 51. And then for Monday, a little warmer. Sunshine clouds and 65. And by Tuesday, an afternoon rain shower and 72. I remember last winter as being longer. 51 now. Real feel 52. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Chris Lloyd, owner of USA Flooring, Scott DeBoer, district manager of USA Flooring, and Ken in Cary. How you doing, Ken? What's going on? I'm hey, doing Ken. Good. How you guys doing? Great. Thanks, Colin. Good. What's up? Hey, I got a question. I have a about 10 or 11-year-old hardwood floors, and there's, there's no warping. Everything's flat on there. Um, but I'm getting like little scratches, nothing major, but little scratches upon there. And I don't think I need to replace it. What are some options of how I can just like buff them out or, you know, put some wax on there or something to, so yeah, that I don't, I don't want to replace What's mm-hmm. a cheap way to do it, but still make them look nice. Well, you said they're 10 years old. Have you ever done anything to them? Nothing. And are they solid wood or is it, is it engineered? Yeah. Solid wood. Solid wood. Well, you could easily have the floors, oh, I won't say easily, but you could have the floors refinished, sanded and refinished, and that would be to take it down to the natural state of the wood and remove the stain that's on there and the, the finish. Uh, and that's a pretty involved process. The worst case, yeah. Yeah, that, that would take probably a five-day turnaround. We'd have to, you'd have to get your house sort of – you'd have to be not living there. and that, But then mm-hmm. when you came back, it'd be like a brand-new floor. Uh, okay. That's an option. A little bit more involved. You could. There's a there's a process that, that that's out there that that people do where they uh, scour the floor. They they buff it with a, a sort of a scouring pad on on a, mm-hmm. on a orbital buffer, and then we we go you go back in there after they've been cleaned thoroughly and buffed, and you you scratch up the poly on your floor now and, and apply another coat of poly, but. We are sort of hesitant to do that because there's there's so many different chemicals in the products that people use to clean the floors. Right. Mm-hmm. That the poly often, if it's not just perfect when it's when it's uh, cleaned, the, the the poly could start to peel off later. So I'm not a big advocate of that. Right. And and I would also add that the Bona makes a great floor cleaner stripper and they have a uh, great website as well uh, that you can look and find and 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 i actually uh, have talked to they they keep uh, technicians Mm -hmm. that we can call and ask specific questions and uh if you have floor cleaners a lot of cleaners for hardwood floor floors ultimately have wax in them and uh Unfortunately, most consumers don't know that until actually they've been using it for many years and they have this big wax buildup, which Build tends up. to show, yeah, a lot of uh, you know, imperfections in your floors more, and it might be in the wax than actually it is in the wood. So you want to really determine if it scratches or if it's not. Uh, and many times you could get a uh, you, you could get a little bit of a stain uh, and you can buff nice. out things yourself. Yeah, yeah and, and it, really it's, in, in our cases, sometimes the, uh, the treatment is worse than the symptoms and what what you actually get can be worse than trying yeah. to fix things so we definitely want to take a look at it and you can certainly send in pictures if uh, to uh, a, one of our you know to try to clean ranges. the floor really well uh, you know to make sure it's it's really clean but but that would probably be the best thing to do would be to have have us come out and look at it and give you your options there if, if the scratches are isolated to one area i certainly wouldn't recommend uh 
getting into a sand and refinish unless you absolutely just driving you crazy. Yeah. The other thing is, do you do you are you aware if the wood ha- was originally finished on site or was it a pre-finished from the manufacturer? No idea. Well, sometimes you can tell if the if you pull the vent, uh, floor vent. the floor vent and uh, look to see if there's any residual stain that's kind of crept down the side. There are some telltale signs. Another sign is if there aren't really any um, beveling in between the boards. If it seems like it's pretty flat and smooth, that can also tell you uh, if that's a site finished. And the reason why I ask that is because if you have scratches in a manufacturer-made wood, then sometimes when you refinish it, it doesn't really finished the same way as the manufacturer did it mm-hmm. and you don't actually have the same protection in the rest of your floor uh, albeit not where the few scratches that you have are so i would right. definitely be cautious to you know to well the a manufactured floor is going to have uh, aluminum oxide in the finish and if we come and do a site finish job we, we're going to we're going to put a, a polyurethane finish on but it's it's not uh, going to be quite as dense as what you'd get from a, a uv cured uh, aluminum oxide finish from a manufacturer on a pre-finished floor. Yeah, and always know that, that when you deal with uh, refinishing hardwood floors, the question for everybody to to remember is that it's a very invasive pro- process. So yeah. we, we come into your home, you have to move everything in your house, yes. you have to put plastic everywhere, and there's going to be dust. There's no way around it. Even if you have a dust-free, you see advertised dust-free systems, well, there are a lot of hand sanders. We have to go around corners and edges of the wall, yeah. and that as just as much yeah. fine dust as anything would be. So 99% dust-free, is that 1% is still very <laughs> dusty. <laughs> it can be, yes. Yeah. Ken, so. I want you to... St- Think of those scratches as patina. Absolutely. Right. It's what the Character. antique people call, you know, the <laughs> the imperfections that make something beautiful. We're, we're selling floors with, with scratches nowadays. That actually is our most unpopular floors. <laughs> yeah. Damaged floor. Yeah. Right? Damaged floor. Yeah. Yeah. Ken, thank you. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate thank it. You. All right. You're listening to Making Your Home Great. Dave Alexander behind one microphone and Chris Lloyd, the owner of USA Flooring, and Scott DeBoer, district manager of USA Flooring, are across the room. And we uh, probably have enough time to get the question from Steve, but not the answer from these gentlemen. Hi, Steve in Raleigh. What's up? Hey, Steve. Yeah, hey. How Thanks you for calling. Um, well, actually, that was a multi-part question, so I'm not sure exactly how you'd want me to... Well, that's fine. It, but Answer a micro... Go, qu- ask a micro part of the question. Okay. Down at the bottom. Um, as far as putting in a pan in a shower, do you recommend the pans that are made out of, like, the PVC, the chloralloy, or the kind of pans, like a hot mop, or a the type that you come in with, uh, I think it's called, like, T2000 or something? And you use fiberglass, and you you create a waterproof membrane that way. Especially if you've got benches or odd angles that it's kind of hard to bend the the uh, yeah. coralloy or the rubber. Yeah, I mean, I I, I um I have a Schluter system installed uh, shower in my yeah, the German orange one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it, and I've got the the two piece floor system that actually uh, is a curbless system and it, it drains to a rectangular drain. The challenge you have with some of those systems is you're going to have to get into some plumbing costs uh, mm-hmm. to, to get those 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 drains tied in properly because most of the homes were built with the just the regular mud bed systems. Yeah, right. Those kind that screw out. Yep. Yep. So, so, okay. so Steve, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to hang, uh, leave you hanging. You and Keith... Please wait, okay? Because I know you have a multi-part question. All right? Okay. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you. I'm sorry. Well, the news people have to have the bottom of the hour. That's the deal we made. You have a Schluter system? Schluter system. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get a Schluter. I've been looking at Schluter systems All right. myself, but I hadn't really picked out the right one. Maybe we'll talk during the commercials Yeah. and the news. Uh, All sounds right. good. Telephone number 919-860-9783. This is called Making Your Home Great. It's an opportunity for you to call in and talk to the gentleman from USA Flooring. And we'll answer your questions on News Radio 680, WPTF. From the uh, WPTF and Making Your Home Great newsroom, I'm Dave Alexander with your hourly update on industry news. There is no industry news. Here's our telephone number, 919-860-9783. Steve in Raleigh's got a question. Steve, you're on. Back with Chris Lloyd of USA Flooring and and Scott DeBoer. What's up? Okay. Well, um, like we were talking about, we are talking about uh, shower pans and the different types. And you had mentioned that you generally use that Schuler system. Schuler, yeah. I've heard, and, you know, I'm not incredibly familiar with them, but I've heard two things about them. One is that they're more; they tend to be more expensive. Yes, you know, just because you got to buy the different pieces and all. But now, do you have to? Um, and then a then another type of you know a chloralloy or PVC with a with a yes. deck mud on top of it. Um, what what would be the comparison in price between the two of those? Well, I mean, there's so many options with the Schluter program, and you mentioned earlier that you were talking about maybe some forms or benches. Um, yeah, bench. In there. Yeah, so yeah, depending on the dimensions and and uh, square footage that you're going to do, and again, the drain system that you choose, like, yeah, it'd be hard for fine. me to, to to give you a price on it. But uh, I, there are some products out there that are that are pre preformed with slope that you can install that would be less expensive, and and they may not have quite as many. Options. The thing with Schluter is they just have it thought out. I mean, they they have if you yeah. if you go to their website, they they they've thought of everything. I think sometimes it's over. They've overdone it, but uh, it, it's a good it's a good it's a great product. And and, and if it's installed properly, it'll it'll do good for you for a okay. long time. How am I supposed to spell Schluter to look it up? I believe it's S C H L U T E R. Yeah. All right. S C H L U T E R. We'll get you close. Yeah. The other website you might want to go to is USA Floorings nc.com I, I sort of put a nest in the middle of there it didn't belong <laughs> usa flooring nc.com yeah send us an email or uh, uh you know call us or come in the store we'd be glad to sit down and go through all those options with you because uh, we, we certainly okay. could could help you well, with that, that that's kind of the same type of question maybe it's the same answer but i heard you a little while ago mention um either uh, some kind of backer board whether it's hardy backer or dura rock or absolutely one of those um, which ones of those do you like, and for what reasons? Well, I mean, for floors or walls? Well, for both. Well, floor, you're usually going to use a half-inch product. Uh, again, Schluter has some products out there. I think Dietra is the, is their product that they have. It's it's a it's a different type of a backer board or uh, anti. Yeah, that's the kind of that waffle look. Yeah, right. Exactly, and that's a little easier to install, but it's more expensive than say a traditional concrete backer board. Uh, but as long as you put, if you're using a, a backer board product, like a cement board or backer board, you, you want a thin set underneath that in addition to uh, right. screwing it and, and put that down. And then your your substrate will be 
ready to go because as that house settles and moves with the climate change it's going to it's going to deflect and that that deflection can cause your grout to crack or the tiles to mm-hmm. uh-huh. i've heard problems. it's also important to uh use the screws rather than absolutely nail don't nail it yeah. The nails, it'll come right up. Steve, thank you very much. Love to help thank you if we can, one, Steve. Thanks can for calling. One more question. Okay. What do you recommend as far as grouts? Do you recommend the grouts with additives or straight to epoxy? Uh, epoxy, only if it's going to be a really um, heavily used area for residential, especially right. if you don't even think about using a white epoxy grout because it's going to look yellow. Um, I, I had the, the the pleasure of finding that out for myself. I, I would use some of the latex grouts out there with the additives, and it, for the, they have sort of the built-in stain protection. And you so could rather than like a Spectralock or one of yeah, the, because it, it, it's it, those part those part the Spectralock's pretty good. I don't think that's an epoxy. Um, that's a three part. Yeah, it is an epoxy. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good grout. I mean, it, it, but it's it's harder to work with. So it's right. it's going to be once you start putting it in, you set, when you go to clean it, you, it, get going, it, you really do, and it and it can make a real mess. So I, I, unless unless you really have an application like a kitchen, I, I would probably right. just use one of the latex. I mean, I, I've used. Yeah, I just don't like have to clean grout. Well, seal well, it. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is that the grouts have come a long way. <laughs> they really and, have, and, and they really have made grouts now that uh, already have uh, the sealer uh, combined in and in it, so that there's no necessary step afterwards to seal your grout. We used to get that question all the time. Well, when will you come back and seal the the grout joints? And uh, many times you'd have to wait at least a couple weeks to so sometimes several weeks for the grout to cure before you could, you know feel faithfully able to do that yeah lat- but, laticrete yeah. is a is a manufacturer that, that has some great grouts that are that'll do a wonderful job and you you won't have to clean them or, or seal them all the time relatively maintenance free all right thank you steve making your home great is on every single week uh, on saturdays two to four uh, usually with uh, tim Ferruzzi from highland residential roofing and handy helper uh, uh, and myself, Dave Alexander. Today, you're listening to uh, Chris Lloyd, owner of USA Flooring, and Scott DeBoer, district manager of USA Flooring. And Keith gets an award just for hanging on. Oh, man. Keith, bless you. Hey, Keith. We <laughs> wanted to Trooper. answer your question. We hope that these guys can help you. How you doing, Keith? Dave, I want to congratulate you and WPTS on having uh, uh, your... Uh, uh, these people want to help out. Uh, yeah, that's good. People Thank you. Uh, the question is, I, I think maybe I took the wrong turn off the freeway because when I heard <laughs> about flooring, you know what I thought about? Wood flooring, like decks and things of that nature. Yeah. And the thing is, there's so much stuff out there with synthetic panel boards yeah. and, and, and uh, pressure-treated lumber if you want to build a shed and things of that nature. Yeah. Perhaps, maybe, I don't know, are, are your people right there? capable of answering these questions due to the fact that there's a whole science regarding things and and perhaps they forgive me you might want to if you have a good website maybe yeah. you want to put up the guests that you have in the yeah. future so that's that an excellent excellent idea concerns because you say foreign foreign to me means that something you step on yeah <laughs> well, all right so keith <laughs> what specific project or question do you I'm have build an outdoor shed and there's a uh, all kinds of uh <laughs> pressure-treated uh, 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 lumber out there. There's synthetic you, particle board. Did you say outdoor? Shed. S-H-E-D. S-H-E-D. Gotcha. 
All right. Comprende usted, señor. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I, uh, it's wood. It's wood. It's wood, and you step on it. And it, and we we don't do a whole lot of exterior applications. I mean, for that type of product, you would want to talk to. Uh, I mean, I know a little bit about some of the Trex composite uh, planks, but we don't sell them. Uh, but those those t- type sure. of products, they do a great job, and also the pressure treated. I realized that. Yeah. I don't want to hang up to be rude to to your host, Dave <laughs> Alexander. I Committed. Never hang up on a person, express yeah. your concerns, and say what you got to say. If you don't, that's that's rude to the host, and oh. it's rude to the program WPTF. Oh, yeah. So therefore, hopefully, Dave, uh, yeah, oh, have somebody on that I might be able to contact in the future. And, and maybe a programming schedule where he has all you yeah. wonderful people as guests. And they, we appreciate Ke- your time, Dave. All right, Keith, and, and, thank and you very much. Because they had, they're a wealth of information. Even right. though I didn't need them, I learned a lot. There, there you, you go. go. Have a good day now. Thanks for Bye-bye. the call. Thanks for holding. <laughs> thank you, Thanks, Keith. Keith. <laughs> thank you, Keith. Keith is Keith was on hold wow. for a good twenty minutes. Well, I was. I'm sorry. Keith. I, I was. I was going to say. You know, we have a lot of we have a lot of partners that that are general contractors yeah, we, and contractors and guys that really know that part of the business. So I, I had to refer you and treat uh, uh, Keith to give us a, give us another call at one of our stores. We'll be happy yeah. to line him up with one of our trusted partners. Yep. And clearly, he owns a home, so he's walking on something. He's, yeah, yeah. Right. He's got other floor. One day floor. he's going to need you. Absolutely. Three locations. One is on uh, Durham Chapel Hill Boulevard in Durham. Another on Capitol Boulevard in Raleigh, and the other uh, in Fayetteville at Rayford Road. And your website is usaflooringnc.com. And I don't see uh, quickly a telephone number. What what should I call if I? Well, never mind. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is the number. You should call right now. There you go. If you that's have any questions, you, any questions, yeah, well, we can, then we can direct you from there. And direct sure. you from there. That sounds sounds right. AccuWeather forecast coming up next. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Making your home great. Weather forecast. Sunny. Uh, then overnight, a low near 29. Then Sunday, sunshine at 51. It is 51 with a real feel of 52. In studio right now from USA Flooring, Chris Lloyd and Scott Tabor. And Heidi in Sanford's been waiting long enough. Hi, Heidi. Hey, Heidi. I pushed the button and she went away. Oh, I, I didn't do that, Heidi. I pushed the right button and it went Catherine in Wake County. Catherine, you're bumped up to number one. How can we help you? Okay, I have a half wall in my downstairs. The total, all downstairs is hardwood floors, and it's mm-hmm. wood. It's not laminate or anything. And I'm on a slab. I have the wood. Well, all I want done is for somebody to come in and take out the half wall. Mm-hmm. The wall joins the pillar. Gotcha. And obviously back the other wall um so just open it you want to open it up by removing the wall and then take the wood you have and just and, and put that down where the wall was and tie it in correct mm-hmm. well, we could help you with that um how much if i already have the wood what am i looking at like, well you would, have, you would have to do like obviously 
Yeah, and we partner with a lot of subcontractors that, that uh, we've got a lot of carpenters and contractors that we right. work with. So we would have one of them come out and assess all that. And then and, and most of the time they would probably handle putting down a little bit of that wood. And if not, we could have one of our, our crews come right. out and take care of that for right. you. So that, that that's definitely something we could help you with. Just give us a call at one of the locations or send us an email with your specifics and we could follow up with you to get that uh, quoted out for you. And Catherine, okay. you're probably closer to Raleigh than you are the other locations. If yeah. you have a if you have a pen and can write a number down, I can give you the number for the uh, for the um, Capitol Boulevard location. I have it. You do. Question. Good. Yeah, I mean, my question though is, I mean, like ballpark for what I'm explaining to you. Right. Yeah. Well, well that do you know how many? Right. Do you know how many square feet, number one, that, that you need to have? Six feet. So I would imagine something like this, and again, it's, it's without coming out there and seeing it, you could get this done for less than $500. But, you know, I, depending I, but, on the carpentry work that's, that's yeah, done yeah, and, I mean, and depending you, on what is, is damaged to the slab. You know, from the from the wall that's on top of it, and then the other part would be, you know, really if you're if you're continuing on with yeah. the wood versus having to go in a vertical linear direction where you're having yeah, to so weave it into the existing, that if, can be. If, more you, if you sent us some pictures, that would we could we could even get you know so maybe you know a range would be. If the wood well, could, if, if it doesn't have to be woven in, I mean that's a lot more a lot easier. And if you don't have some real intricate crown pattern where it's three layer, four piece crown, you know, no. and, we're, and we're not having it's to tie normal, it in. It's, it's normal, just like probably what two, three inch crown molding. Yeah, so that's all I yeah, so I think you could probably get that done for less than five hundred dollars. I mean, I don't see from what you're what you're saying. I don't. It doesn't sound like it would be anything outrageously expensive. Yeah, I would say at least yeah, no more than that. Sure. So, okay. Catherine, thank you. Just to give you an idea, Catherine. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Thank you. All right. Bye. News Radio 680 <laughs> WPTF. We are on the radio program making your home great. Chris Lloyd of USA Flooring, Scott DeBoer, District Manager of USA Flooring. It's the last couple of minutes of the show. Go ahead and call up 919 860 9783. I went to your website, clicked on products. I've got carpet, laminate, tile, hardwoods, vinyl, area rugs, and floor care. And as I said, and I probably chose the wrong term, we've barely scratched the surface. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, when you're talking flooring, you don't want to mention the word scratch. Oh yeah. Because well, yeah. <laughs> then you got to oh, you got to repair the whole thing. You know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But but what what else should we talk about in the last couple of minutes? Well, you know, here? we haven't talked about carpet. We sell. Sixty percent of our business is carpet and pad. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know a lot of people are putting the hard surfaces in, in their in their bathrooms, or main the, main floor, or the, the main floor of the house. But the carpet goes in the bedrooms or the area rugs. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a lot of that. We have a lot of it in stock, and there are a lot of options on carpet. So uh, we have floor to ceiling rolls of in stock carpet. Yeah, so that's right. every style, and soft as you could ever yeah. want it to feel, and you know really pretty patterns that really show off the decor. Fella yep. in my who owned my house first <clears throat> loved burgundy mm-hmm. to the point where honestly we I, we got a great price on the house because it was burgundy everywhere. Burgundy carpet. We looked yeah. like a church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One day we're calling and we're getting that whole because it goes up the stairs 
and into the two bedrooms upstairs. It's it, incredible. Well, we we sold burgundy and blues and the emerald 1990s, green yeah. in the yeah. early nineties. That was that well, man. We couldn't keep it in stock. In fact, we we had a roll of purple carpet that. Uh, <laughs> and it would it would literally it was in stock at all times. We turned it probably about every three months. Purple, ro- royal purple. All right, Fred is on the road. He's got a question for us, Fred? You are on with Chris Lloyd and Scott DeBoer of USA Flooring on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Hi, Fred. Hello. Hey, Fred. Hey, Fred. What's up? I have a shower pan that is fiberglass that is cracked and. Mm. I'm afraid it's, it's starting to leak. Is the best remedy to replace it, or can you? Can you? I know there's companies that will come in and put a a pan over top of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would definitely address it rather than just leave it. Uh, so, by calling is is a step in that direction. I would recommend if we were coming in there to to take it out and just replace right. it, but. Uh, like you said, there there may be some companies out there that could come in and put a cap on it. Just, you just don't want any water getting, get you know, getting underneath there into that leak that could get into your uh, ceiling. Is it on the second floor? Right, it's uh, on a crawl space. Okay, so it's on the main level. Right. Yes, and those are those are tricky because sometimes you don't see the the mold and the mildew like you would if it was on a second floor where you notice a water spot in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So. You know, whatever you do, just make sure it's watertight and it's it's good to go. You should be fine. But I would address it for sure. Okay, great. Thanks for the call. Fred, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Telephone number at News Radio 680, WPTF 919-860-9783. We're talking about flooring for the next couple of minutes with Chris Lloyd, owner of USA Flooring. It's Scott DeBoer, the district manager of USA Flooring, and I was going to suggest the Schluter, Schluter, Schluter. Schluter system. I yes. think the Schluter people have to sponsor our next get-together. Yeah, we're going right? to have to have a little you chat. Know, Maybe we we'll have them in. We know, uh, you know something? That's fine, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, you come back, bring the Schluter people, and we'll we'll have a I great a time. a whole show on just that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they got a, whole, they got a, they got a bunch of stuff. Floor maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, floor care. Uh, will you come out? And finish a floor. Sure. Yeah. 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 And it depends on what flooring you're you're talking about. When it comes to, yeah. I want you know we we run a, into a lot that uh, the, it's really important for for the consumers to maintain their flooring when they yeah. get use the proper cleaning materials, uh, vacuum their carpets regularly, make mm-hmm. sure a professional cleaning company will come in every 18 months has been pretty much the standard. Uh, these are all things that help maintain your warranties. And if you don't, uh, your first call to your local dealer that you got your flooring from, their first question is, well, have you cleaned your carpets and what do you use to clean your wood floor? And then it'll yeah. be a real clear indication that, oh, wait a minute, that may be a problem yeah. uh, with, with, with where we start. I've got Brad from Apex on the line. Brad, welcome to the radio program, Making Your Home Great. A very quick question. What's up? Hey, Brad. Hey. Um, yes, we purchased a home. The folks had hardwood floors in the house. They had an office and used a floor protector under the chair where they had the rollers. Mm-hmm. So that's been pulled up, and now we've got little dimples all over the floor. <laughs> well, how do, how do I deal with that? Uh, you, you, uh, you could try to clean it, buff it maybe, and see if that does anything. If it's just, you know, made, made like, in, is it dense in the floor? Correct. 
Yeah, I mean, the only way to get rid of them would be to, to sand them out. Uh, really? Yeah, I mean, you could just remove it and see if they they come up a little bit. They they might they might come out. Is is this? Or do you have an engineer? Do you have a solid floor? Do you know? Are you familiar? It's a solid red oak floor. Solid yeah. red oak. And and how old do you think that that red oak is? Nineteen sixty nine. Oh wow. Sixty nine. Wow. Well, obviously, there there are UV. Uh, when the sun hits it, basically there's there's changes in ambers and the color, and mm-hmm. so you can't really just finish one area yeah, and, and hope it, it it'll look white and red, and the other ones will look golden yellow, uh, and uh, so you you'll have to redo everything just to get that one. Unfortunately, but I'd sometimes. I'd wait and see how it looks once you you get a little humidity in the air this spring and summer and see how that works. All right, that's Chris Lloyd, owner of USA Flooring, Scott DeBoard, District Manager USA Flooring. Brad, thank you. Hope we helped. The people who called in, thank you very much. Next week, Lewis Sadler on this program, Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680, WPTF.